welcome back to Park in the Bus, a fantasy football podcast. Episode 14 of the podcast that has long since given up the belief that when it comes to FPL, defence is better than attack. I am your host, Callum McAvoy, joined as ever by my partner in crime, Jack Murray. Good evening, Callum. Good evening, Jack. Have we, have we given up on defence being better than attack? I think that, you know how at the start of the season, last two in particular, a lot of us start with like 4-4-2 or maybe even 4-3-3. I feel like that it's because at the end of the last season, like teams tend to get tighter as they're either looking to grind out results to get into Europe or grind out results to avoid going down, which means that a lot more clean sheets happen. And then obviously you get to the start of seasons and teams have their shiny new signings that they've made and they go a lot more expansive. And then that's why we saw, especially in the first four weeks, we saw such a deficit of clean sheets. So I think maybe parking the bus will come back around sort of April time. But for now, I, I'm not sure it's the best way to go. But we'll see later on in the season. I think that there'll be a lot more clean sheets as you get towards the end, especially if uh, we're still behind closed doors, which I'm not sure we will be. We'll have to see how that goes. That's kind of interesting, actually. I didn't think of it that way. I have to, I have to keep an eye out to see what happens. So a lot has happened Uh in the, in the sort of two weeks since our last podcast, um, there was the passing of Diego Maradona, which was a very sad, very dark day for football. Uh, but there's also some good news as well. A COVID-19 vaccine has been found and is now, uh, from today actually, uh, is being given out to patients across the UK. And uh, also in those two weeks, we've become really bad at fantasy. Uh, wait, that's that's not new. That that's, that's always been the case, hasn't it? I've done all right. Have you? Yeah, I got seventy-four. Oh well, lucky you. Oh, it's just it's just me then. You've become good at fantasy. I've become I've become what I've become bad at it. My week before that was sixty-six with a game week average of forty-four. So I've done all right oh. last two. No, I didn't. I didn't do very well this week. Uh, Fifty-five was my score. It was really high scoring, wasn't it? It was, and unfortunately, for reasons we'll get into, I only had uh, nine players. So that that didn't help. Yeah, I. Uh... I think we had more Villa and Newcastle players than most. I had four in total. You had three? I had three, yes. Yeah. Uh, I transferred one of them out and took a minus four, which didn't really work. But um, apart from that, yeah, I had a, a decent week. I did uh, Watkins out, uh, mainly to kind of like spread my spread my assets a little bit. I was like, well, I can't really have three players from a team like Villa again, just in case this happens again. So I got in Che Adams. Um he didn't really do anything, but they do have Sheffield United at home next. And I took out Cancelo because I thought he had absolutely no chance of starting, having played in midfield, <laughs> which I think was logical. No, uh, I, I would, yeah, I agree with you there. And I put in uh, Rehilon, who also got six points like Cancelo, so it didn't really work out. And I know I'd rather have Rehilon going forward than Cancelo, so yeah, happy to uh, happy to have made that move and happy to have a Tottenham mm. defender because we're keeping clean sheets all over the place. Yeah, like you said, uh, you would. So there you go. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure I improved. I expected this sharp of an improvement, but um, but don't I'm, complain about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to complain about it. Just look very solid. Yeah, yeah. If we had, had if we had done a, a podcast last week, I would have called it uh, "Damn You Newcastle." Uh, a because of ruining uh, this game week, because um, obviously I have Wilson and uh, Lewis. But also, obviously, because Newcastle beat Palace, which I was yeah. happy with. So that would have worked quite nicely. Not your favourite team at the moment? No, but um, I have reason for hope from from the North East, uh, which we'll get into a little later. Um, so this week, as well as discussing the weekend's games and transfers uh, that we, you know, we usually do, we have a brand new segment of the pod, which we are calling Parking Punts. Which was a great name, by the way, Jack. Oh, thanks. Thank you very much. Now, as the name might suggest, uh, this is a list of, we've got three each every week, I think we're going to do, uh, of unconventional and unthought of players who we think might be worth a punt. So we all know, you know, we all dream of a team that has, you know, Kevin De Bruyne and Salah, Fernandez, Kane and Son, Calvert Lewin, Bamford, Chilwell, Lamptey. But obviously, it would take many game weeks and a lot of money that we don't have to sort of get that perfect team. So what we thought we might do uh, is give you guys some like alternative options, you know, sort of you know, players you wouldn't usually think of uh, who could be quite good. 
So that was the sort of you know sort of thought process behind it. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm quite happy because all those players you just named, I think I only don't own two, which is Kane and Son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, this is the, yeah. Well, this is the. Th- I saw someone on Twitter saying, um, "Can we all agree that in order to do well, you need to have Fernandez, Salah, KDB, and then one of Son or Kane?" Uh, and then this person later on had made the correct trans- transfers, and he also had Bamford, Calvert-Lewin, Chilwell, Lamptey, Grealish as well, I think, was in there. And I was like, Jesus, like that, that's the team I want. <laughs> Give me that team. <laughs> that's a good team value, because I've, yeah. I've got Fernandez, De Bruyne, and, and Salah, and there's no way I'd be able to afford. I don't know who my next, my next most expensive player is. I think it's Calvert-Lewin after that. So yeah. my team value is bad. But still, just fitting in four of them is is almost unrealistic. Well, I, I tried to experiment with doing it earlier today, and I can't do it. Um, partly, I think, because um, Andy Robertson's holding me back a lot. Yeah. But uh, I would have to... I think it is a case of Son or Kane, not both of them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there you go. But, um, so yeah, this is... You know, the parking punts is all going to be about, you know, if you if you can't get these players... Or you need like a placeholder for a week or two. Just consider these options, you know. Uh, the only rule that we have with these punts uh, is that they cannot have ten uh, percent or more ownership, which rules out only thirty-two players in the entire game. Really? But um, yeah, well, I because I, I I was sort of scrolling through most owned to least owned. Uh, most owned is rather unsurprisingly Calvert Lewin. He's at sixty yeah. percent. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and then I was like, "Hang on, we're already down to like five percent ownership weight." And I sort of did a rough count, and it's like only like thirty, thirty-two. Um, but they're all players who we would usually recommend having. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So this is yeah, just something we're going to try for a bit. Uh, I don't know if we're actually going to transfer any of these players in, but <laughs> they, they could be worth a punt. You never know. Yeah. Wonder if we have any of the same. Yeah, that's the thing. We don't know who we've we picked, so we might we may well have picked the same people. Anyway, let's go on with the games. We start with Aston Villa Newcastle, which obviously <laughs> got cancelled. Um, really, really annoying because I had Wilson Lewis and Martinez, so I had to play without a goalkeeper. Yeah. And after both Foden and Kilman didn't play, I only had uh, nine men in total. So not a good week for me because of that. Uh, I had thought about transferring Wilson out for either Bamford or Che Adams, uh, but then I missed the deadline. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot, I forgot it was ninety minutes and not sixty minutes. So. Yeah, uh, we've both come across with that now. I did game week seven, I think. So, which meant I still had Mitrovic for for whatever game it was. But yeah, that pushed me into a wild card, to be honest. My team was so mm. badly out of shape, but it's gone pretty well since then. So maybe the same will happen for you. Maybe it's a blessing in yeah. disguise. Well, this is the thing. Um, I was gonna, I'm gonna obviously keep an eye on the news, but I believe Newcastle are gonna play uh, this week uh, against West Brom. If that changes, then that changes my plans a bit. But the next three Newcastle fixtures are West Brom, Leeds, and Fulham. Yeah, they're really good, aren't they? So I'm gonna keep. Providing that Newcastle actually play these games, I am going to keep Callum Wilson for those three games. Yeah. And I'd... then after that, I'll probably switch to Bamford or someone else. Yeah. And I think three games is, is actually you know, a reasonably long time. So I think hmm. you could get some big points from that. They're really, really good fixtures. I would maybe yeah. even consider putting him in if I had the room or something, just for those three. Well, the only thing, as you said, after those three... Uh, you had they have Man City, Liverpool, and Leicester. Yeah. So, on, I, as, as I said, yeah, no, yeah, I'm going to keep Wilson for those three games. Then I'll probably take him out. Uh, I'll keep Lewis just because he's cheap enough. I can keep him in and just bench him if I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about uh, either Villa or Newcastle. Uh, no, not really. Um... I took out Watkins, but it was more a consequence of just like oh, I, I don't want to be stuck in a position of three players in the same in a, in a mid-table team again. Mm. So it's kind of just spreading spreading your assets a little bit. And I, did, I had no interest in getting rid of Grealish. Realistically, my thought was that Villa now have two double game weeks, unless of an injury, you don't transfer, you won't transfer out your goalkeeper. 
So I'm going to make up those games on Martinez anyway, which is so I had no interest in getting rid of him. Um, I didn't have the budget to take out my four million goalkeeper for like a Meslier or something, which so I didn't do it. But no, hopefully that, that game goes on because I've got Lewis in my starting 11 as the third defender this week. But it's not the end of the world for me personally because I've got Lamptey and Masawaku on the bench who could cover. But you'll probably want that game on because Wilson's a very good option this week. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, as I say, if, if the news changes, then I will just get rid of him. There's no point holding on to him because he'll probably go down in price. Yeah, two games is, a, is, a, is irritating. Yeah, it's a bit. Especially when my bench isn't that strong at the moment. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Burnley-Everton. Don't have a lot of notes for this. Obviously, Calvert-Lewin, who I captained, got me a goal. Oh, you captained him? Yeah, well, I thought against Burnley, that's a decent... He'll probably get a goal. Who was my vice, actually, this week? I can't remember now. Uh, <laughs> I think I just saw Calvert-Lewin against Burnley and went, yeah, that, that's my... Uh, that's my captain. Uh, my vice was... I went Kane as my vice, which, you know, oh. would have been the... Hey, but, you know, it was a risk. I, I didn't want to risk, you know, Kane being my captain. Anyhow, yeah, I um, don't have much notes for this. Uh, I think Burnley are looking a lot better now. Yeah, um, and Everton are looking a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Something's not... You know, they looked better at Everton than they have in recent weeks because of Richarlison coming back, I think, has helped that. But yeah, there's something missing. I think, obviously, they've had to you know, make that change to a back three now and they're having to play Iwobi and you know Andre Gomez as win-backs, which just doesn't work. Yeah. So they're kind of... It's no real fault of their own. It's just bad injuries and bad luck, I guess. Yeah, the depth's not but, great there either. Um, they didn't buy any defenders, did they, over... In the window, then he bought me. Uh, apart from, but well, they got Ben Godfrey. Uh, ben Godfrey, yeah, but they they That's probably it. needed a bit more depth at right back. They're uh, potentially like targetable as a as an attacking player. They'll still score goals, but I think they're one of the worst defenses. I think they're mm. like like probably well, almost certainly bottom five. I'd have said. So if you see Everton on on your one of your players' upcoming fixtures, like, I wouldn't be afraid. I'd be like, oh yeah, mm. that's a pretty good fixture. Yeah. Calvert Lewin's goal was was classic, like in between yeah. the goalposts. I don't think. One thing I have noticed, he didn't get any bonus in this match, did he? No, he didn't. That was surprising. His, I don't think his style really suits because he he's very much of the poacher ilk now, mm. um, which doesn't really suit bonus because it means he doesn't really get involved with build up and and stuff like that. So it was a bit like Martial last year, if you remember when Martial was a really good option. He didn't yeah. really get too many, too much bonus unless he scored twice. So I feel like Calvert Lewin might be a little bit similar to that. But obviously, when he gets hat tricks against West Brom or whatever, he's always going to he's going to be in the bonus anyway. Yeah, apart from that, I mean, he's still a great option. The fixtures do get worse now. I don't know if you noticed. It's now next four is uh, Chelsea, Leicester, Arsenal, Sheffield United. Well, Sheffield and Arsenal aren't great, but you know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. But yeah, no, che- yeah, Chelsea, Leicester. That's uh, that's tricky. Yeah, I uh, I don't think there's any real reason to transfer him out, but I'm not sure. I think if if you don't have him, I think the time's passed now. I mean, he's eight million now, and he, as we said earlier, he's the most um, most owned player on the game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, not much to report about that. Burnley's fixtures are still, I think they're still pretty average. I mean, it's same as what the same message as what I said the other day, which was probably get Charlie Taylor or or no one else because he's quite a decent price. Apart from that, don't really bother. Uh, moving on to Man City Fulham, not a particularly exciting game. Uh, De Bruyne obviously did pretty well. Yeah. Uh, could have done a lot better though. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's could have yeah. had a, a hat trick of goals and assists. So uh, yeah, that was quite interesting. I want to talk about my transfers now, if that's okay with you. Yeah, there were transfers in that you're planning to do. Yes, well, one of them at least. There was once again no Phil Foden. Yeah, I know. I can't believe it. The last few weeks, I've kept saying I don't like the fact that Foden isn't getting game time. I don't like it from a as an England fan's point of view. And I don't like it as a fantasy owner's point of view. Uh, I've lost patience. Yeah, um, I think it's gone down right. in price. Um, I should have transferred him weeks ago, but I think other things got in the way, so I didn't. Yeah. So he's gonna go. 
and my replacement might surprise you a little bit. Okay. I'm going to go with Suchek. Yeah, I don't see any reason why not. Bit of money saving as well. I don't know what your budget is like. Uh, my budget is narrow, so I worked out if I... I had this up, I click off it now. Um, Foden obviously now 6.4. Uh, check is still 4.9. He is yeah. dirt cheap. West Ham obviously having a decent run at the moment. Uh, playing very well. We'll get onto their game with uh, United next. But um, yeah, no, still doing very well. Uh, Suchek is obviously a pretty regular part of the team. Yeah, he plays every game. Yeah, it's, and obviously between him and Rice, he's probably the more, the more advanced of the midfielders. So yeah, yeah, for sure, he makes he's really good at making those late runs into the box, which means that, mm. that I, sometimes I think they actually wait and look for Suchek before putting the ball in, especially when um, uh, Antonio isn't playing because they they probably perceive him to be a bit more dangerous than Alaire. So yeah, I, I think he's and four point nine. I would have had him on my wild card hundred percent. It's just I was so short on budget. I had to put in Riedervald instead. That zero point five saving was meant a lot to the rest of my team. Otherwise, I'd mm-hmm. love to have kept him. So I'm going to bring him in for Foden, and that will give me uh, one point nine million to play with. Yeah. Now my I talked earlier about this sort of dream team. Uh, so I would like to get either De Bruyne, Salah. Or Fernandez, probably De Bruyne or Salah. Uh, now, the only way I can do that at the moment would be to take out uh, Mane, which, to be honest, I'd be happy to do. Yeah. Because Mane is obviously, as we'll get onto later, has been benched now quite a few times. I'm going to hold off on making a transfer with him until I see the Champions League game tomorrow. Because yeah. if Mane if Mane starts that, then he'll probably won't start on the weekend against Fulham. So uh, I'll wait to see what happens there. But I wondered a if you thought that was a good idea, uh, and b sort of who would you go for? Uh, yeah, so I was obviously I took out. Uh, I was kind of if you remember the week after I wildcarded, I didn't have put Salah in my wildcard team originally because he had COVID. Oh yeah, and I kind of was d- thinking about the idea of taking him out for Salah all week and eventually I did it and obviously now it's it was a really really good transfer because Salah got a big haul this week yeah I think out of those you mentioned I would probably go Salah now I think maybe De Bruyne's best time has passed okay but still like both have got good fixtures it, it just sort of kind of depends what I'd probably just have a look at, at fixtures and think well am I going to captain which one am I going to captain more in the next like five weeks or so yeah Um. okay but I think I would I would Go Salah or De Bruyne above Bruno. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, Bruno is the cheapest um, by quite some margin. He's obviously 10.9. Yeah. De Bruyne at 11.8. Salah, obviously, 12.3, most expensive in the game. So. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I'm quite, I was quite lucky to own all three because I don't know if you remember, I wouldn't have, I don't think I'd have owned Bruno unless Salah got COVID on my wildcard. But I'm I'm very glad I didn't. And it's it's nice to see on Twitter when people are talking about, oh, I must get this this combination, and you've had it for two weeks. I've not had yeah. <laughs> I, I've not had that since I didn't. I can't remember it happening at all last season, and I haven't had it since probably the season before that, um, mm. before last. So it's it, it's been a probably my best two game weeks for over a year. I'd have said. So I just need to kind of keep going with that now, and I think that I would I'd probably narrowly say Salah. Obviously, De Bruyne is playing in his number 10 position, which means he's even far further forward than usual. But yeah, I'd, I'd probably just have a look about who personally you think you would capture the most over the next four or five weeks and then go for them. Yeah, okay. I mean, the only other alternative is I, w- I w- if I took out uh, probably Jota and got someone a bit more expensive, uh, like Zahar or Grealish, but I'm not, that doesn't appeal to me as much. And we've discussed this before, I think, how... You know, there's with the midfielders, there's not really any good, like, you know, five to seven million uh, midfielders. You've got to go for the really expensive ones this year. So that's, that's kind of why I'm thinking of going for one of the premium options. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Obviously, yeah. my cheapest midfielder is Grealish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anything to add about this game? Just sort of. No, not really. Just it. I mean, it was a bit of a standard procedure, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just yeah. one thing I was going to say. It's just I think Fulham looked a lot better. 
Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Um, yeah. You know, obviously beat Leicester as well the other week. We didn't get to discuss that. Yeah. So yeah, they just yeah. Look a lot. I think that since they've benched Mitrovic, it gives them a lot more variation in the way that they play. Mm. Uh, obviously, Mitrovic mm. is, is not particularly athletic or mobile, and you kind of just have to hit him with long aerial balls. And it would put. I think Cavallero has been the the main man up front since since then. Um, and yeah. he's a bit more mobile, and they and they they look okay. I mean, I don't think they're going to stay up, but. Maybe not quite the whipping boys that they were four weeks ago. Well, it'd be an interesting this sort of four-way fight to survive at the moment between them, uh, Sheffield, West Brom, and Burnley. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. Uh, it'd be, be interesting to see who comes out of that alive. Yeah, obviously I had Lookman as well, but he didn't do, didn't do anything. Bit of a shame that. Moving on to West Ham, Man United. Now I wrote my notes here uh, before I actually watched the highlights of the game. Okay. This is what I wrote. I wrote first half, no Penandes, no party. Second half, Penandes party. So there you go. They the first half was was like I watched this game like for, for when it while it was live. The first get yeah. the first half was like re like so bad. I, I we we didn't do a <laughs> podcast did we for Southampton last week? Was it last week they played Southampton? Uh yes. Yeah, and I thought they were really unlucky. To, going two nil down and I said I said to my dad at half time I thought they could still win this game they they were a lot better than mm. Southampton I thought and then it was the opposite this weekend when they got in a half time yeah. I thought they deserved to be about three nil down they were very lucky not to go in further behind Wan-Bissaka pulled off a really good tackle I remember for a counter from a corner it was just basics were going wrong mm. it was like dribble when we discussed that goal at uh, Istanbul Başakşehir where they they like left. Oh yeah, it was yeah. it was like that. It was stuff yeah. like that. It's almost like <laughs> when Bruno's not there, it's it's like a shambles. But obviously, then he came on and and changed the game. I mean, it showed how good his performance was that he got one assist and I think he got two bonus and was very close to three. Yeah, and and his assist and his assist as well. This was funny. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I mean, very <laughs> it, was, it wasn't really it wasn't really an assist. Well, it was an assist, but it was just a a, a tiny little pass to Pogba. <laughs> Yeah, great finish. Which, of course, people were taking the mick out of going, this is the £60 million um, greatest player in the world, according to Man United, and it's just this tiny little pass. <laughs> I think he's up there at the moment. Um, for, 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 oh, he is. I think it was just a joke. That, yeah. You know, oh, his passing range is excellent. Watch this. It's just this tiny little pass. <laughs> that time Pogba did something. Um, that might be one of his last acts. Um, yeah. <laughs> so... But yeah, I thought, yeah, I'd still probably say that I, I nearly bought Alex Tellez, actually. Mm, that you mentioned, I think. Yeah, yeah um, I decided not to just because even though he has a, a reasonable t- track record, it's a bit inflated because he used to take penalties um, when he was at Porto. Mm. But I figured that many United don't have great track record, do they, with fullbacks getting attacking returns? Um, it might be the personnel, but neither Wan-Bissaka or Luke Shaw are particularly prolific. Uh, I didn't know if that was maybe something to do with the way that they play. Um, there was a, there was actually a, a Tifo video on this recently. Yeah, it, it, it uh, came out yesterday. I haven't watched it yet, but I did see it come up on my uh, suggested. Yeah, I gave it. I, I watched some of it. it. Was basically saying what you're saying. Uh, it's a mixture of personnel and just tactics. They just don't get bored. No, so that, <laughs> they that... just they stay in their own half. Which, you know. Yeah, which I. <laughs> Two games off Tellez before this game was a bit of a limited sample size, and and I'd watched both, and he hadn't done major major amounts. So I just thought logically, there's not much difference between him and and Rehilon, and Rehilon is obviously in a much better defensive team at the moment. But I don't think Alex Tellez is a bad option. But um, yeah, United are probably still Bruno only. Would you agree? Yeah, I'd completely agree. Uh, I was considering Cavani for my uh, for my one of my. Pints. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, and probably after the Southampton game, I would have gone with that. But then after this game, we got subbed off at halftime, didn't he? Yeah, it's a strange one. Him and him and Van der Beek. Yeah, yeah. I feel sorry. I feel sorry for Van der Beek. I think he's become a bit of a scapegoat in some ways. Yeah, it's strange. Even though I feel that United should sell Pogba to probably Real Madrid if they'd pay the money for him, um, and then Van der Beek kind of can play in that sort of double pivot. Yeah. Uh, in behind Fernand. I think that would work a lot better for them. Yeah, I think I think um, Pogba's time has come and probably did come about 12 months ago, to be honest. But yeah, West Ham's yeah. defensive stats have, have fallen off a bit. It wasn't 
they had declined before this match, and then obviously now they've declined a little bit further. Fixtures, I don't actually know. Uh, West Ham fixtures are okay. They're, They're right. not spectacular. That's. I mean, I'm still going to put Sujek in the team. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to try and talk myself out of it. But, um, yeah. I mean, they, they do get better after the Chelsea. They got Leeds, Crystal Palace, Chelsea. After that, Brighton, Southampton, Everton, West Brom, Burnley, Palace again. So, actually, it's a good run they're about to go on. Yeah. And, um, obviously, you know, uh, they were fifth in the table. I don't know where they are now, but still top half, I'm sure. Yeah, so, I uh, yeah, they're doing they're doing well under Moyes. Yeah, yeah, they are. I think I think at this moment in time, in terms of defense, because I have Masuaku, it's probably a a a keep. Don't sell, but don't buy. Um, yeah, I think there are better defensive options out there now. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with the forwards. Still, it's kind of annoying because, like, if say if Antonio was fit, I probably would have bought him above. Adam, mm-hmm. but it doesn't look like he's going to be back anytime soon now, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, what's your thoughts on Jared Bowen? Because he's he's getting decent points. <sighs> he's okay. What's his what's his price again? Six, six point five, point one, or something. Six point three. <sighs> okay, I guess. Um, I'd rather get Ward Prowse. Yeah. Or, or or I'd spend a bit more money and get Zaha. Yeah. I think, um, I if think you really I... were thinking about doing that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Bowen and uh, as, as I said, as I said before, it's such a tricky price bracket. Yes, so. yes, it is. I don't think. Yeah, I, I wouldn't personally go for. I wasn't sold on either uh, Bowen or Four Nows, despite decent returns. And uh, I'm still not. Four Nows, yeah. Four Nows is one of the best midfielders in the game. Yeah, it's strange. Uh, isn't it? You know, <laughs> I'm still not. You know, sold he's got, it. he's got, he's got more points than Rodriguez, Mares, Rashford, Jota, Sterling, Barnes, Podence. To, uh, how long is this list, Abamian? Yeah, <laughs> quite a few players actually. Yeah, it just there's just never the sort of ones I'm I'm sold on. Just yeah, I, no. it's, it's not you feel like it's not consist not going to happen consistently. Moving on to Chelsea Leeds, uh, only thing I wrote here was damn I wanted Bamford. Yeah, uh, yeah, would have been, been great to got him, but hey ho, there you go. Um, Chilwell still got me some points. I think two. Did he? Oh, yeah. Because I <laughs> have him. Got more. <laughs> I've already got more than that. Um, not that it changes my mind on him at all. Uh, no, no, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I watch basically every Leeds game because they're always so, so entertaining. Yeah, I, Leeds weren't particularly good. Uh, could have been worse for him, to be honest. Chelsea are quite efficient. They're not. They're not particularly enthralling to watch. It's not boring, but it's not. They're not particularly exciting. Yeah, it's because they don't have a. Um, I would argue they don't have a, like a distinctive style yet under Lampard. No, I agree. Like, it's not like when you watch like Leeds or Liverpool or City, even even Spurs. You know, you you can see their managers. You can see what their plan is basically. Yes, Chelsea is kind of like let's throw all our expensive signings at them and see who comes out on top, which is a fair approach. You know, if you can do that, but. Uh, it's it just means it's a little less interesting, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I there's not really a major. I, I it might be because Lampard played under so many different types of managers in his career. Um, mm, you know, there, there was a Mourinho, there was a Ancelotti, who were you know very different stuff like that. Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah, I I still like them. Obviously, I, I was considering Rhys James to bring in this week, but then I thought, well, if the whole point of this Che Adams transfer is me spreading my assets. Why would I bring in Reese James and Chilwell when there's very possible that both of them could be rested for one particular game over Christmas? So, but he got an assist and looked really dangerous. But I actually ended up making the right transfer because Rehilon got one more point than Tellez and, and James. But uh, yeah, I mean, Leeds are still really, really good going forward. Um, one of my parking punts is in their team, um, Ooh. which is Rafinha. Ah, yes. I think that he. It looks really sharp. Uh, their fixtures are pretty good in, in over the next four. I think it's West Ham. It's definitely West Ham this week. Uh, West Ham, West Ham, Newcastle, United, Burnley in the next four, which is which is really good. Mm, uh, nice. Yeah. Five point four price as well. No, no one owns him. Zero point five uh, T uh, TSB. So yeah. Yeah, uh, he's a hundred. Decent option. He's a hundred percent in my as a as one of my three. 
I can't really. I actually think he don't think he's that bad of an asset anyway to buy. Um, with Leeds is attacking mm. that's being almost elite, really. I really don't think he's. I think he's actually a decent option. It's just I I kind of blocked off that price point, didn't I, on purpose? Yeah. So I personally can't get him in, but I I think he's a really good one. Uh, save that minute of audio for when I he goes off. <laughs> I I will do. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, um, there's quite a lot of managers out there with Hakim Ziyech who now need to get rid of him. I keep winding up Luke because Luke is a massive ZH fan. He keeps sending him messages saying Hakim, Hakim Blankek because he's blanked three, he's blanked three games in a row after everyone got excited about him because he got double figures against Sheffield United and Burnley. So, um, yeah, I've en- I've enjoyed the abuse there. Um, but, um, yeah, I think Chelsea, you've probably... Like a, a a very large percentage of of active players will have a Chelsea defender, yeah. Um, and if you haven't got one, I'd still buy one. To be honest, not having Kurt Zuma in Sky has killed me. <laughs> um, because he keeps scoring. He's got four in ten. But yeah, um, not much to say here. Probably probably just buy into the defense if you've not got that much to do. And and Leeds attack is is very very good. I'd uh, I'd have it alongside you know the elite teams. In all honesty, should we move on to West Bromwich Albion Crystal Palace? All oh, right, I should be quiet. Knock yourself. What out. a game! What a game <laughs> this was. Um, actually, I, I wanted to ask you uh, the red card incident with uh, Pereira. For me, a definite red. I don't know why there was this was so contentious. You know, like I, I, I it's not as bad as other incidents I've seen, but there was still intent there. So I don't know why so many people were annoyed about this. Yeah, I, I think it has to be. Um, maybe pre-VAR, I don't think it would have been. Um, no. Because it's like, no, do you remember the Son one against Chelsea? where he? Yeah, that's the example I'm thinking of. I, yeah. I don't think it was as bad as that. And it wasn't as bad as Harry Maguire's one on Batshuayi, if you remember that one. where he... <sighs> That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I, so I think it was maybe a little bit soft, but you're not going to get away with that now, are you? And, and it probably wasn't. No. A red, it was a red card when you look at it on VAR. So I think it was well, the right what, choice. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons why the, the referee probably didn't give it is because Van Aert didn't go down like a screaming girl, it's, like he probably should have done. It, it's you know, quite he, hard he, to he see. He stood well. his ground, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's. I wouldn't say it was accidental, but. It, it also was as well, I guess. Like, it happened very quickly, but you could still... Like, he, he does sort of raise his legs in such a way. Yeah. Uh, like, he's trying to do something. And it's like, really? I don't think even with the red card, I think we, we still would have won that. Uh, maybe not to the degree that we did, but I'm not going to complain. I mean, what a, what a game. Yeah. Um, apparently, this is the first time uh, that we've ever scored five... Uh, in an away league game ever, not yeah. just Premier League. This is first division we're talking here, um, which is pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people from the outside will go, well, Zahar was back. Of course, you you did well. Uh, and obviously, yes, he did play his part, but Eze played extremely well for us. Yes. Bentecas. Yes. This, this was prime Villa <laughs> Benteke. <laughs> not, you know... Not since uh, the end of 2017 have we seen this Benteke. Uh, and the thing as well is that he's actually had good games in the last few seasons. Like, when he's, like his work rate's been really good. Uh, and he's you know, he won all his aerial duels and he's helped the team out. But this was the first time in ages where he looked like he was going to score, like, all the time. Yeah. Uh, didn't have that many, like, efforts on goal, but he was always, like, in the box ready to strike. And it was only because of deflections or good blocks from West Brom that sort of prevented him from getting to them. But, um, you know, re- two really good goals, I felt. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, Zahar ex- extremely, did extremely well. Yeah. Um, I yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of people that got burned with Zaha because they probably transferred him out when he got COVID. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. no one really would have brought him back in this week, I wouldn't imagine, unless you're a massive Zaha fan. So yeah. he got the, a, a lot of points. He got a lot of points, yeah. I want to say, was he the best this week? This week, probably, yeah. Two goals, yeah. yeah. Both him and Benteke were in the dream team, so um, yeah, that's something. Uh, I will say this: as much as I'm um, waxing lyrical about 
Benteke, Eze, and Zahar. Uh, I wouldn't get any of them. Okay. Reason why is our fixtures really not good. Uh, really not good fixtures coming up. We've got, uh, I don't know the order exactly, but it's I believe it's Tottenham, West Ham, Liverpool, uh, City, Leicester. Like, it's, it's not a good run we're about to go on. Yeah. So, you know, um, maybe Zaha if you want to, but um, I'm not so sure about getting any of them in. Yeah, that's I do, enough. however, I do, however, have a parking punt from the West Brom uh, team. Oh, interesting. Connor Gallagher. Oh, yeah. Is my punt. Now, I, I should say this for him. Uh, he is 5.5, which is a little pricey, in my opinion. Yeah. He's playing in for West Brom, who are not good. The fixtures are not good. They've got Newcastle, City, Villa, and Liverpool next. However, the most enticing thing about Gallagher is obviously he scored in his last two uh, two games. Yeah. And also, uh, have a, take a guess at what his um, his TSB is. Uh, 0.1? Oh, you're spot on. I, I was hoping you were going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he has a 0.1% ownership. I'm just saying you don't get more differential than that. No. Um, I'm not going to bring him in, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, you know, looks like a decent player. So if maybe if you're a West Brom fan and you want a West Brom player in your team to, you know, keep your pride up, then I think Gallagher's got to be the person you go for. Yeah, especially so. now with Pereira banned till after Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, I don't think he's bad uh, at all. And, and uh, he, he works very hard for the team and makes a lot of tackles. So if he does score... I think he'll be pretty good for bonus. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I've got no problem with that. I don't think it's a bad yeah. bad chat at all. Pretty nailed on yeah. to play every game as well. Oh, exactly, yeah. And given, you know, this is the re- one of the reasons I got Suchek in is because I just wanted someone who played every week. Yeah, which he will. You know, given, you know, given that Foden wasn't playing every week, Mane was getting benched, and uh, Max Kilman's now not playing. So, yeah, I was, I'm kind of screwed in a lot of departments. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that was just that's my, that's the first of my three punts. Um, moving on to Sheffield United, Leicester. The only thing I wrote in my notes was Vardy destroyed the corner flag. Oh yeah, uh, if you saw that, not the best image uh, and... for uh, rainbow laces. No, <laughs> but at the same time, given he is a Sheffield Wednesday lad, uh, what were you expecting? Oh uh... yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any <laughs> ill intention from him. It just wasn't the best image, yeah. and he was deservedly booked. Get a book for that. Yes. I didn't know that. It's a little bit dangerous. If if imagine if the thing flies off and hit and, and hit someone. Oh, that's happened before, hasn't it? Actually, now that now that you say it. Oh, has it? I, I don't know. I think yeah, I think someone in like previous years, someone's kicked a corner flag and it's like bounced into the stands. Yeah, it's quite they're <laughs> probably quite sharp given he broken it. So I can understand the booking. Yeah. Um yeah, I I felt so bad for Chris Wilder. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember saying like I'm not they they have not played badly. I, I'm they're they're now very timid and very like they're just terrified. Like they're probably the I know they scored this week, but it's, it was from a set piece. They're as pretty much as guaranteed a clean sheet as you can get if you've got a defender. And uh, defensively, they're not that solid either. I don't think Leicester are particularly impressive at the moment. I don't know what you what you think. Uh... They're not not in the way that they have been in previous uh, years, but they get they're a bit more, I think, focused on getting the three points. Yes. Rather than going doing the usual Brendan Rodgers thing and just like all out attack. Who cares about defending? Yes. Blowing games that way. I think and I, I think as you say, Vardy, while still playing very well, obviously has changed his game a bit. Yes, um, you know he's, it's less about him and more about bringing in other players, yeah, Barnes and and all that. So, no, I still think um, I still think Leicester will do well. The only player I would probably consider from the team is Vardy, but I'm not interested in him at all. So, no, I I nearly very nearly had him on wild card, and I'm quite glad I didn't now because I don't think I mean. It's all. It's always difficult to gauge with Vardy because I mean he's very quiet this week and he had two chances. One he hit the post and one he scored. So mm. apart from that, he didn't really do anything. Do you know what Vardy? Do you know what Vardy, I could be completely wrong here in saying this, but Vardy is kind of like a more expensive Bamford. 
Like, he'll go on a madness one week and then he'll disappear the next, uh, at least, like, fantasy-wise. Yeah. You know, he's... he's he, I'm not wanna, I don't want to say he's inconsistent, because that sounds negative, but he kind of just blows hot and cold. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that Leicester are creating enough chances for him to, like, across the board, for him to be a, a particularly explosive option at the moment. I think he's actually kind of evolved into someone who will definitely get you a goal every other week sort of thing if you remember when when Leicester won the league and stuff he was the just Mr like oh I'm just gonna score every game yeah I'm not sure that's gonna happen now because of I think he'll still tick over so I think he's a I don't think he's an explosive asset as much as he was I know he's got a hat-trick already this season but two of them were penalties so I think he's a he's a solid stay in your team reliable but I'm not sure he's the explosive asset he once was so yeah probably the only one I consider their their defensive stats are not great so I don't think I'd buy a defender, especially as none of them who are fit at the moment are particularly good going forward. So, yeah, mm. Vardy or, or no one, and obviously don't buy anyone from Sheffield United. No, I, I actually thought, should I give like, a Sheffield United player my pants? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. I know, so, I know some people have Brewster, fair play, because right at the start, and I think the very first episode of the podcast, I said, I'm considering Rian Brewster because he'll probably leave Liverpool. And at 4.5, that's a great price. Yeah. And then as soon as he went to Sheffield United, I was like, no, <laughs> avoid. Yeah. I think, I literally think if he had gone anywhere else, like even if he had gone Fulham or West Brom or even Burnley, I would have gone, yeah, you know, I can see him getting some goals. But Sheffield United are just, they're just not a team that inspires much when it, co- when it comes to attacking. No, so no, um, yeah, I think a lot. He's fine as a four point five, but you know, it's it's a shame, really. Um, yeah, I mean, if you have him, I, you know, there's no point selling him. But because three three five two, he's the best third striker. But really, any of their players are, are options. I think I'm not going to have him as a parking punt. But I, James Madison played quite well in this game. Um, he did, he did, and he's like two percent owned or something, which for a player of his quality is very low. Mm. Um, I mean, he's had his in- he's had his injuries, hasn't he? So that's probably played a part in it. Yeah, and if I was creating yeah. a, a full team, which I might do this week, he might be in it because I think that there's a you know he's he's obviously got very clear qualities and he's very low owned, but uh, mm. not one that I will be going for yet in in my punt. Uh, moving on to Tottenham Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, Son and Kane. That's the that's that's the review, I guess. Individual quality. <laughs> I mean, this is a fancy podcast, so I'm not going to get into the the Sky opinion on the game, minus Jamie Carragher, who actually taught, uh, spoke it the way it was. But uh, yeah, I mean, we have a very, very clear identity now of of someone who is very, very effective on the break, very solid defensively. The, the improvement has been quite dramatic, to be honest. Um, yeah, we kept very little clean sheets last season, and we've gone from keeping. Is it five and six and four in a row or something like that? Something like that, yeah. My fa- sorry, my fa- I wouldn't even uh, my favorite uh, joke I saw from uh, I don't think it was from Man United fans, but it was about them. It was like, oh, only special teams can score against Tottenham, and it was showing uh, the Chelsea Chelsea nil, Tottenham nil, Man City nil, Tottenham two, Arsenal nil, Tottenham two, and then it showed, of course. Um, Man United won a Tottenham six. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, we still scored though, didn't we? Yeah. So that was a very long. That was a very long choke. I apologize. Yeah, and I mean, even since then, the defense has improved tenfold. It's kind of like Mourinho got spooked by the West Ham game, and and we've been. I think we let him one goal since then, which was a goal that shouldn't have stood, which was um, Hoiberg being wiped out and somehow the goal being given. Um, yeah. So yeah, very solid. Um, I don't know. I'm going to check his ownership. Actually, a Tottenham player who I suspect will be very low owned, but is very effective at the moment. Two uh, percent, Serge Aurier. Yeah, five point two million. Decent price. Yeah, I mean the worry with him is that he has a. I'm not going to say a decent backup, but an okay backup in Matt Doherty. So with so many games coming up, I suspect Aurier won't play every game of them. But he's basically mm-hmm. undroppable in that position at the moment. If we had a game say every week, I was going to say because I know. Uh, he has played more than Doherty recently. Do you is, yeah? Would you say he is better than than Doherty? Yes, as a football point yeah. of view. Okay, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I I do have to worry that he might get rotated because it's quite easily done. Because Doherty's not bad. He's not on Aurier's level at the moment. 
which is why I went for a Rehi long because uh, he offers so much more than Ben Davis in the same position. But yeah, I mean, Tottenham defence is... My whole thinking was, was I always like to have two defenders who are going to play every game for me. I don't ever have the temptation to bench them because they play in an elite team and, and their attack potential is decent, which is why I didn't want Ruben Diaz because even though the defence is, is elite, the uh, the attacking potential is non-existent. Yeah. So um, I've got Chilwell and Rehilon and then one other alongside them was my was my thinking. Probably the two best defences in the league at the moment, besides maybe City. Mm. So, yeah. I'm not massive on Kane and Son at the moment because how sustainable is it realistically that they, they literally have a shot each in a game and they both go in. Son's goal was ridiculous. That oh, was very, very nice. I'm not sure how sustainable it is in terms of being able to keep up with like De Bruyne, Bruno, Salah, who will get a lot more chances in each game if we keep playing like that. But uh, mm. obviously, it's a bit different for me because I don't own either, and you own both still. Both, both, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like <laughs> the, the, the only two who are saving my game weeks, honestly. Yeah, uh, it's 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 a very interesting argument because. Since I, I'm not upset that I got rid of them, like it's actually gone quite well since I got rid of them. So, like mm. I've had a few people say, "Oh, you don't have Kane or Son? Like, what are you doing?" I was like, "Well, actually, De Bruyne, Salah, and Fernandez have probably outscored them over the last four weeks." So, uh, oh yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, it's, I feel like it's a very like some people are. Well, what are you doing without them? And I'm very much of the well, they're great options, but I'm not obsessed with them. It's why uh, you're seeing a lot of people saying, as you mentioned, those sort of big three, and then it's either Son or Kane. It's not Son, Kane, and two of those others that you mentioned. Yeah. Um, and, and this is the conundrum that I'm in, is that I, I don't want to get rid of, e- of either of them. Yeah. I love them, I love them both equally. They're like my, you know, my fictional children. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> uh, no, it's, you know it, it, I, I don't really want to get rid of either of them. Um, if I did, I'd probably be Son, just because there's not that many other great strikers out there. Unless I changed like system and went to like a one up top with just Calvert Lewin, or two with Bamford maybe. But um, yeah, I think the the only issue I I have with, and I know this is like first world problems and all that, but like I don't know sort of who to captain out of the two of them. Like it's it's really like guesswork, I guess. Always Kane for me personally. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it, it it's difficult. Uh, I think it part of it depends on what team you play. But yeah, of course, I would have said this week was more of a Son fixture, but obviously it, it just worked out. They both got the same. I think Son got more actually because yeah. he's a midfielder. Uh, one more, I think. Yes, thirteen. So um, twelve. But yeah, I I I if I was going to get one in, it'd be Son just because my structure is is big in midfield and Son is is a great price at nine point six or whatever he is, but. Kane is is uh you know ten goals eight assists or something or which is still ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I I I feel like it's 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 very opinionated, Kane and Son at the moment. Um, I'm more of just like just stick with, like if you have them, great. Probably don't sell. Maybe sell if you have one and you've got nothing to do, but probably don't buy them at the moment either because the attacking threat isn't we 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 created. Nothing. Let's be real. You know, we had two. Arsenal made two very basic tactical errors. Was one of them? Let's cross the ball and hope for the best. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was not good. It was. It was. There was no structure. But I mean, we had a break in the first minute, and Kane got fouled by Xhaka, and I was. We didn't get that at all against Chelsea. And straight away, I was like, "Oh, that's very promising." I know the party thing was a bit unlucky, but they still were very, very open, regardless for that break. But yeah, don't buy any Arsenal because they can't attack and they can't really defend very well either. Do you think um, Arteta's in trouble? I do, but I, I don't think he should go. I think he's got a lot of potential. Just maybe feel yeah. like he took on the wrong job. First job as a manager is very important and he, you know, he kind of backed himself into a hole. The thing is, I was thinking about this earlier. Arsenal haven't made bad transfers. Like, Party was a good transfer, I feel. I feel. Gabriel's been a good transfer by all accounts. You know, yeah. Willian, I wouldn't have given him a three-year deal. He was dreadful on Sunday. Yeah, I heard it was bad. But, like, as, as I don't think Arsenal are making bad transfers. 
and I, I do think Arteta, as you say, is, is, is young, he's got a lot of potential. But there's just something isn't working there. And I, I can't put my finger on it, to be honest. You know, he's changed formation now. He's gone away from the back three, kind of out of necessity, really. Yeah. The injuries they picked up. But yeah, something's just not clicked. Aubameyang hasn't looked the same since he signed the contract. Yeah, it was dreadful again. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Again, the other thing as well is that if you did get rid of Arteta, like who, who would come in? Yeah, you know, who's avail- Who's available? I don't know. Um, you, you, you do the sky betting, so you probably know the odds on some of this. But uh... Uh, I don't. I'd imagine Chris Wilder is probably favourite to go next. Um, even though I don't... oh so oh oh I was meant more to like replace Arteta. Uh, <laughs> uh, they probably don't have that. I don't think it's got quite that bad. But. Uh... Uh, I... I want to look this up now. Uh, let's, yeah, but no, yeah, you're probably right. So Chris Wilder and Arteta would be up there. And Slavin Bilic, probably. But yeah, I mean, I, th- I think uh, investment in a Tottenham defender is is potentially wise. Um, probably wouldn't invest in Son or Kane. Arsenal are just in a void and they're potentially even a sell. Just just dreadful. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> I, I was not... Cons- even though they had a lot of the ball uh, and a lot of shots, I'd never, ever got concerned once. I think Lloris made a decent save mm. from a Lacazette flick on from a free kick. Apart from that, no. They never got in behind once. Everyone was immense, uh, like, for Tottenham. Uh, La Celso was probably our worst player and now they're giving him a 7 out of 10. So, yeah, I, I, Tottenham defence looks very good and Arsenal look non-existent. According to Paddy Power, uh, Allegri would be favourite. Ah, OK. Hasn't, hasn't managed in over a year. Uh, after that, Tuchel, Brendan Rodgers, Simone, Vieira, who's just uh, left his job. God, Henri's on, on there as well. Uh, so yeah, Mauricio Pochettino is twenty-five to one. Nah, no chance. Interesting. Nah, I can't imagine that. Would be hilarious, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't find it hilarious, but yeah, go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually watch uh, much of this game. I think I turned off after half an hour. Partly because there was a Grand Prix on, which was way more exciting. Uh, going on to Liverpool Wolves. Wolves were terrible from what I saw. Back three, the back four, sorry, hasn't worked out very well for them. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised they stuck with it in this game. I thought they'd change back, even if it was a temporary measure. I don't feel like the matchup's very good for them against Liverpool because they just get hassled and, and hassled and, and I don't think they cope particularly well with the press and yeah. taking a man out of the back was not going to help with that. I had four players from this fixture get involved. One of them didn't play, who was Kilman. Uh, and did Jota start? No. Mane didn't start. Who did he start no, then? Mane started. Did he start? Oh, it was crap, wasn't it? It didn't do anything for me. He got um, an assist, I think. Oh, yeah. He assisted an own, an own goal. Oh, uh, yes, that was it. Okay. Anyway, yeah, Mane, Jota and Robertson, so... Yeah, not. I mean, this was the Salah show again. Yeah, um, and my... again, yeah. I've just. This is why I want. I I really want to get Salah in because I I miss out every time he gets one of these like amazing hauls. So yeah, I was gonna say I I had one player in this game and it was the right one. Yeah, typical. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm not sure why they consider him for captaincy to be honest because I I Salah at home is is fantastic. Mm. I mean, it didn't matter because my captain actually got the same amount of points as him, which was De Bruyne. Ah. But I didn't even have him viced. But um, yeah, um, Liverpool actually aren't that bad defensively when they have Matip and Fabinho. I still say they're, they're pretty good. I think yeah. I've said this before. No, they seem solid enough. Alexander-Arnold's coming back as well now. Yeah, so was robbed of an assist. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> uh, you were robbed of some Mane goal points, therefore, as well. Yeah, Wolves are a no-go because the fixtures are still not great. No no cheap assets anymore. No. I was going to say, with the absence of Jimenez, obviously we hope he gets better following what happened against Arsenal. With the absence of him, will that allow like Podence and Neto uh, and Traore to do, and Fabio Silva to do better based on this game? The answer to that is no. But... I think that's they're they're under consideration at least for me. Yeah, I think um, I think Neto is is my favourite. Uh, I do have one of my punts from this game. Okay, Kelleher. If that's how you say it. Oh yes, yes. 
Um, 4.5 looks now to be second choice uh, ahead of Adrian. So, you know, if you want a cheap goalkeeper, you could do a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, obviously won't play when Allison's back, but, you know, Allison's getting injured so much now that I wouldn't be surprised if Kelleher plays like once every five games or so. Yeah, it's weird, isn't so. it, how often he gets injured? Um, mm. Yeah, we spoke about their defence being being pretty reasonable, um, especially with when Matip. If Matip or Fabinho go down long term, I think it gets a lot weaker. Um, again, yeah. like, like they've shown when like Nat Phillips had to play and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I feel like that. Well, I I know that at some point, probably in the next six weeks, we're going to want Trent back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know it's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Especially with the fixtures as good as they are, but yeah, Salah is is sticking his head up above Mane, isn't he? Yeah. Despite a bit not annoying. not really, but this is Salah way, isn't it? Not really looking mental, but he doesn't really contribute particularly much to 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 build up or, or stuff like that. It's, it's just he's very very efficient when he gets the chances, mm-hmm. which he did, and put on a put in a, a brilliant cross for the for the Matip goal. So yeah, you got to give him the. For, he looks this. I think this is the best he's looked for for over a year even since the start of the season. Um, mm. I considered Neto as one of my punts, but the, the fixtures kind of put me off. Um, okay. One of my punts has actually already come up, but I forgot that. Uh, forgot, oh. <laughs> but I, I forgot about it because he was in the abandoned fixture, ah. which was Tredegay. Okay. Because he, I, basically it's a stat-based punt in that he gets so many chances, but fluffs them all. I don't know what his ownership is, but I can't imagine it's very high. I can't imagine it's very high either. Um, uh, but he seems to me, eye test-wise, to, to, to get himself into great positions and then fluff them. So if he could sort himself out, I think he might tick over with some points. Yeah, 5.3 price, 0.8% selected. So, yeah, it's a, it's a differential, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's just a purely stats and I Well, the, the eye test, I thought, he gets a lot of chances and then the eye test kind of back that up. He gets a chance every... 60 minutes or something which isn't bad for a 5.8 million but obviously you need to yeah. be able to put them in the back of the net which he's not been mm. doing well yeah last game brighton southampton uh the last of my punts obviously is here and that is a good old friend of the pod yannick bestergaard oh fair enough 4.8 if you can believe it this is price he's already got i think it's three goals now for the season yeah, he didn't um, even start at the start of the season. I know. Now, Southampton, obviously, not particularly good at keeping clean sheets. No, they have kept four, no. I think. Have they? Yeah, four? they kept a few. Christ. Uh, okay, well, didn't see that coming. Um, oh, yeah, four. Who were they against? Uh, Newcastle, Everton, West Brom, and Burnley. So, fixtures where they probably should be keeping clean sheets. Yeah. yeah. Everton, the exception, probably. But yeah, no, I, I don't think they're great defensively, Southampton, but, you know, he's such a good threat from set pieces. And when you have someone like Ward Prowse doing what he does, then that can only kind of result in a lot of points, I think. So, yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and also, mm-hmm. he's about eight foot nine, so that helps. <laughs> um, my punt, I'm just, my, yeah. my third punt is also in this game. Um, the most penalty touch box uh, pe- penalty box touches of any player in the last four game weeks belongs to Danny Welbeck. Oh, <laughs> um, good old Danny, who um, I nearly actually put in my main team this week. He was hit between him and Che Adams, and Welbeck won his second penalty in consecutive weeks. I knew I'd have a Brian player in here because all their players look like they should get more points than they actually end up with. Theo Walcott was one that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, but now with Danny Ings back, he's going to move out, back out wide, and I'm, I'm not sure he's as, tra- as attractive there. But yeah, this was a bit of an ugly win for Southampton. I think Hassan Hutu actually enjoyed them getting an ugly win because they don't really win ugly, but they never used to anyway. That's true. I didn't see the second half, so I don't. I I heard it was a contentious penalty decision. I I wouldn't know to be honest. Yeah, it was impossible to tell. I still can't tell you whether it was a penalty or not to be honest. Oh, fair. But, yeah, in's back from injury as well is going to be an interesting one. Always an option. So, yeah. I'd um, imagine, given he played a half here, that he should be all right to play a full, or well, not maybe not a full, but start the next game. I can't really get him in now that I've got Che Adams. But Che, che was doing all right in terms of matching him up until the injury. Mm. So I can kind of hope that 
I think having Ings back will help Adams because I think they've got a good little partnership. But yeah, if you want to buy Danny Ings, like he's quite possibly the most powerful differential in the game this week. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I probably have the money to do it as well right now that I'm getting rid of Foden. Yes, that's so, true. So that's oh, that's, oh, that's going to make my life even more complicated. Um, although, as I said, I still like the Newcastle fixtures. So yeah, probably won't get him out yet. But maybe uh, maybe in a few weeks' time, if once he's back to full fitness, maybe if this Newcastle game asset. gets postponed again. Yeah, that's also true. I've uh, got to keep an eye out for that. But yeah, uh, Brighton. I've got Lamptey, and he's not. His form is not great. Obviously, he missed the last game. I thought he was a bit quieter in this game than usual. Yeah. So. I'm still keeping him four point seven. Yeah, I mean, but cases the win back, you know. Come, are you going to include yeah. Brighton in that in that relegation chat? Uh, yeah, I mean, I want to obvious for obvious reasons, <laughs> but um, the thing about Brighton is is that, and I again, this is things I've all said on the pod before. Everyone seems to love them for no reason whatsoever, apart from they played you know, allegedly nice football. You know, nice football that has resulted from has resulted in just ten points in eleven games, <laughs> and a minus three goal difference. And they've scored two less goals than Palace have, who are supposedly are the backwards team. So yeah, no, no, it's true. I understand your point. Um, yeah. They always flatter to deceive, and I feel like it's gone on long enough now that it's not a phase. Pascal Gross. Could be another one of, of differential. He's, but obviously he's, mm. he's got he's had penalties the last couple of times, so that kind of inflates a little bit. But yeah, just a, a quick uh, note: if Basuma and Ariel Romeo are quite popular third subs, I feel, and uh, they are both one booking away from a ban. So uh, if you are looking to start them for whatever reason in the next couple of weeks, you'd be careful. Yeah, Ariel Romeo has like fifteen percent ownership. Yes, I saw earlier because I, mean, I guess because he's four point five. Yeah, would be my understanding. I think I said it, to but... you that I I, I got Riedervalding because he was starting and was zero point one cheaper. But I now wish that I started off with Anguissa from Fulham. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's funny because even though we won five one, naturally we we were all still very annoyed about Riedervald not playing, and I as much as we did play very well. Um, I would rather read about starts than either Luca or MacArthur. Uh, and I don't know why Jeffrey Schlupp was playing at right mid. Yeah, so, I noticed that. I saw the lineup and I was like, right, Eze's playing on the right, right? Like, there's no way he's playing Schlupp on the right. And yeah, that's how they lined up. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I noticed that. But um, yeah. yeah, oh, well, he's only my third sub. I, I can't imagine I'll need him. But just just a bit no. frustrating. But yeah, he'll get you. He'll get you like a point at least. Yeah, it, I think he, I think like because MacArthur is running out of energy now because he's thirty three. Um, right. It tends to be like around the seventieth minute. MacArthur will come off and Riedabald will will come on. So oh, okay. You'll yeah. always get a point probably at least. Yeah. Him, so. But yeah, I uh, Danny Ings is is going to be very interesting in that couple of weeks. Apart from that, I probably wouldn't buy anyone from this game. Maybe Welbeck if you need the money, because five point five is one thing that put me off as well was that it, no one else is around that price bracket. So say if I like stupidly block myself off some budget after getting Welbeck in, it might be nearly impossible to get out. Uh, so at least with with Che Adams, I've got someone who's a little bit pricier and isn't is a little bit cheaper. So yeah, but probably Ings and and no one else of interest in this game. I probably wouldn't buy Lamptey now, but I wouldn't sell him either. But yeah, that that brings us through to all the games. Should should we uh yeah. should we do a full different uh, parking punts team this week and put it on the Twitter between the two of us? Yeah, I can do. We'll we'll have um, to uh, agree on all fifteen picks, but uh, I'm sure that won't be too hard. Either that, or what we'll do is we'll obviously we'll put our three each um, at the start of the game week, and then like, I don't know, guess see who who does better. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, could do that. Yeah, and I know we could do both. We could do both even. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah, and then we could just see yeah. who got more points each game week. Yeah, yeah, I quite like that. Yeah, okay. yeah good idea. That's a, that's a new feature to look out for, guys. Yeah. Uh, were you planning on making any transfers, Jack? I never got around to asking you. No, probably not. I think for the first time since I played my wild card, I haven't got really got much to do. 
Yeah. Have you only got one free transfer? I've only got one, yeah, because I took a minor ah, goal this week. Um, so, yeah, I will look to save. Pretty sure I'm going to save. Gives me more time to sort out my Sky team, which is always good. <laughs> ah, lovely. And um, just very quickly, uh, who are you probably going to captain this week? Uh, currently, it's on Salah. I will have to see how many minutes he plays tomorrow. Apart from that, my next other two big boys play each other, which is City against United. Ah. So ideally, Salah will uh, will start. Uh, we seem to get quite good link leaks of Liverpool lineups um, <laughs> on Twitter. I don't know if you've noticed; they're they're quite often correct. Well, I saw something saying Salah will be dropped for Fulham, which I can't believe. Yeah, but as I said, that's why I'm going to wait until tomorrow night to see who plays the Champions League game. Hopefully, we see a front three of Minamino, Origi, and Shakiri or something. <sighs> the dream team. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, uh, my captain at the moment is Son, uh, with Kane as my vice. Obviously, they're playing Palace. Mm. So that's, I can see that ending 2 0 or 2 1 to Spurs. But uh, if I do bring in Salah, I'll probably uh, captain him. Yeah, that's, so, yeah. I'd probably agree with that. All right, then. And I think that will definitely wrap it up for this week. Yeah. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter. Uh, at Bus Parking FBL, and you'll hopefully see our, our full list of parking punts there. Yes. Uh, plus much more great content and advice, if we can call it that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. The occasional meme from me. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You're better at that than yeah. me. Well, yeah, that's how you know who's in charge, who, who's tweeted <laughs> what. Because if it's, if it's actual fantasy, like, statistics or knowledge, it'll be Jack. If it's anything fun, it's me, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably, that's probably true. Uh, oh, well. Um, been another great pod, guys. Uh, we'll try and make this... We'll try and keep this weekly, but with Christmas coming up, who knows what will happen. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll do our best. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I've been Callum. I've been Jack. See you soon, everyone. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Oh, no!